0: I love to sing I think in an ideal world I would have been like a pop you know a pop star like a country singer and I always I was never I never wanted to do a play I always thought just acting just doing a play would be boring I was I always wanted to just sing and do musicals I don't really know how it's like when you really break it down it's like if you had talked to your 16 year old self like how serious were you about the whole thing I, I don't really know I think it just kind of it was like a tumbling effect
3: Hey, what's going on? It's me, Roscoe, founder and coach of Built for the Stage, an online training program that helps actors train like athletes. If you're an actor, you're an athlete. So start training like one. Go to builtforthestage.com and you can fill out a free trial form to see what it's all about. No catch, no gimmicks, just a chance for you to try out seven days of training with a coach to help you star in this little show called Your Life. That's BillForthestage.com. If you want, go to Instagram, you can follow us at BillforThestage. You can check us out on Twitter, BFTS Broadway, or you can find us on any podcast platform, including the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check us out on their website, bpn.fm slash builtforthestage. Today, as always, we have a really exciting guest on the podcast for you. He's coming from New Jersey at the moment. We'll chat about that in a bit. But usually his home is on the stage of Tina, the Broadway musical. And this is Ross LeKites. Hey, Ross. Hello. Hello. Thanks so much for joining me.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
3: So we're on this Squadcast app here, the unofficial sponsor of BPN. I'll keep uh, pitching them. Eventually, I'm going to send him an email asking for some sponsorship money. But for now, we'll just say, hey, Squadcast, (laughs) thanks so much. Great clear
0: picture, great clear
3: sound. Hashtag quarantine vibes for sure. Where are you spending your um, quarantine at the moment?
0: Right now, I'm in the city just for the day uh, at my apartment on the Upper West Side. I just went for a run in the park, and it's actually not like crazy busy today. All right. Um, besides that, yeah, we're in Jersey, and we started it out in March. We did six weeks at my parents' house in Cape Cod until my parents came to that house, and then we left <laughs> <to> that house. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll make sure to edit that part out in case. No, they keep it. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's wh- I'd love to be around the the dinner table hearing that family conversation from time to time. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> well, how
0: did your run go? Where did you run today? I just did the reservoir on uh, Jackie O. So it's like two miles door to door. Just a quick one. Figured I'd warm up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely fitness is a good way to uh, jumpstart the system for sure. Um, yeah. We also were cycling recently, I saw.
0: Yeah. Uh, out in Jersey, there's just like all these beautiful winding roads and all these hills. Uh, hills that are like deceptively tall. Uh, <laughs> I almost, i I did a just a 10-miler the other day, and I think I did like a 1,000 feet of elevation. It was just brutal.
3: It was nasty, huh? And you you mentioned before we started that you used to play hockey.
0: Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, what was it? So in middle school and high school, I moved around a ton. Um, And in middle school, I was in Pennsylvania, and ice hockey was like the thing to do. So I started that maybe in fourth or fifth grade, and then I played up into... Uh, in Kentucky, we had—I was on the varsity team, but there were only there were only eight teams in Kentucky, eight high school teams. Uh, we, won, we won state out of eight teams. Um, but then when theater came along, it was like I really had to make the decision. So I—I quit—I quit ice hockey and I quit wrestling all at the same time. Are your
3: parents in the military?
0: Nope. Uh, my dad just kept getting promoted with his job and transferred. So got it, got it, got it. So you
3: said theater came along. How did theater come along?
0: Theater came along. Well, I always did choir. I always sang in choir. Um, but theater came along when I saw uh, "Children of Eden" at my high school. I think I was a, I was a fresh, I was a freshman, and it was a mixture of. Uh, I was at an all boys Catholic high school, so it was a mixture of that looks fun and also where did all these girls come from and how can I meet all these
3: girls? (laughs) (laughs) Mine, mine was a similar story in seventh grade. My girlfriend at the time in middle school wanted me to do the school play with her. So that's how I ended up doing all you got suckered in. I got, yeah, I got (laughs) for sure. All right. Very cool. Um, so we talked a little bit about fitness, running, cycling, hockey, um, you you joined the built for the stage fam a little while ago. And I wanted to just chat about like how you like to physically prepare, um, either for a role or just how fitness has been involved with your time on the stage and how it's helped you.
0: Um, I mean for Tina, I don't, I don't physically do much. It's more like an acting role, which is great. It's the first time I've been cast just to not sing um, high B flats,
3: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: um, you know, before, before I just started doing like CrossFitish type workouts, I would just run. So I've always had like the lung capacity, uh, for, you know, big, like I do a ton of symphony concerts and stuff too. Um, and some of the stuff that some of these conductors all over the world, re- like expect of you is like kind of insane. So having the lung capacity is something that I always try and work on. Um, that's like Danny Burstein who was just on the news talking about his COVID recovery. And he's like, I really think I recovered so quickly because my, uh, my vocal training, like my, I was able to bring in so much more oxygen than the average person. Yeah. Wow. So sure. yeah, just, you know, and just staying in shape is like, you just have to, you have to do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. You know, I think we've driven that point home here on Bill for the stage podcast and all podcast, but when it comes down to it, it's it should be as simple as that. That fitness is a part of your job as as an actor, and and like we say, as an athlete, because you are. There's a lot of physically demanding things that can be asked of you. Um, it is as simple as that. How's it been at home, or just like trying to keep fitness up during the time of quarantine and and making that adjustment?
0: Yeah, like the first month, I think I joined with you maybe a month into the shutdown and I was on, we were in Cape Cod and it felt like maybe this is a temporary thing. Let's bake bread. Let's eat brownies. And I don't, I'm like completely dairy free, but month one of quarantine, I was like, I'm going to eat dairy. (laughs) Just trying to figure out how to work out. I was like, I can do this on my own. I can do this. And I've been working out in the gym at Equinox with uh, a fellow, um, built for the stager, James Brown, JB three, and I, and I realized by myself, I was like, holy crap, I don't know how to do any of this. I've just been relying on him. So joining the app, it was finally like, okay, I know how to do the exercises. Just tell me what exercises to do for how long. And then that structure has been the thing that's, you know, I gained like 10 pounds off the bat. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to get this, get back in shape. What am I doing? So yeah. the app, it... It kicks kicks your butt.
3: Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, that's good to hear on my end for sure. Um, So, the journey to your Broadway debut. So, I I I slated in the beginning when we introed Ross that he's currently in Tina on Broadway, but you made your debut in Kinky Boots on Broadway. Then you later went on to Frozen in the ensemble and understudied Hans, and now you're here on Tina. A lot of the times on the podcast, I like to just get. Uh, the story of getting to that debut and the willingness from the guests to share as as little or as much as they'd like about the ups and downs of the journey because a lot of the times we can find parallels in the journey of a career in theater with the journey of fitness mm. um, as it's not just you know the straight shot or the or the rocket ship to to success right there's a lot of ups and downs. So tell us just some key moments that, you know, come to mind during your story of getting to your debut in King Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I guess when I first moved to the city, you know, I guess I've been lucky the entire time I've been here because I've been consistently working maybe, maybe in 2010, I took like a little pause, um, but then I started I did the West Side Story first national and that's like when things started rolling. Uh I was out there for like 13 months playing Tony. That was like the one of the best experiences. Um and then I did a ton of re- I did I, a-
3: I want to What's your favorite song to sing in West Side Story? Which one?
0: I really like singing Something's Coming, but most people ask me to sing Maria, but Something's Coming is the stuff, baby. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right, sorry to interrupt.
0: No, um yeah then I came back. I started doing regional regional work and uh, then the opportunity came to audition for Kinky Boots um, and they had already I guess they had already well I wasn't right for the role of Charlie, right like I wasn't the exact type for it. I could sing it, but I wasn't the right type for it. so then I went on tour and understudied the role, and I was out there for six months and I realized I I can't. I can't be out here anymore tour when I was 27 or 28 was great. But tour when I'm 30 and I'm like about to propose to my girlfriend and um, yeah, it just, it didn't seem worth it to be out on the road, but it did. It obviously was worth it because I made the connections with, um, you know, some of the music directors that I've worked with, like Steven Aramis and Brian Yusuf, they did, they did Kinky Boots, and then they did Frozen, and they did Frozen Two, the movie. I got to sing on that. Like it's, it's those connections that you that you make along the way that you can't take for granted. Um, so after the tour, I came back. I did a regional job, and I got lucky. And Jake Odemark was in Kinky Boots, and he was leaving. And uh, and they just called me and were like, "Hey, you did this role. We only have like that pocket of Kinky Boots family was so small." It wasn't like wicked where you can just be like, Oh, there's 13 dudes that have played the Fiero cover, bring them in. You know, there was like, it was me. So they called me up and, you know, to make your debut without like auditioning. I mean, you auditioned for the tour, but I remember I was moving my car and my agent called me and I was like, Holy shit. (laughs) If I could say that, it's like, will you you accept it? I'm of course. I'll like, what are you talking about? So yeah, Kinky Boots was, it was a dream. Uh, you know, it's so funny. Like, you walk by these stage doors and you're like, man, what's it going to be like to be on Broadway? It's the exact same thing as doing any other show. You're just closer to home. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I, so I decided I left Kinky Boots to do Frozen. We went to Denver. Then we came, we did the lab. Then we went to Denver for the summer. Um, then we came here and I was in it for a year and a half. And then I left um, last summer to go start up Tina. Let's go back to you saying you.
2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
3: You were walking by stage doors and wondering what it'd be like to be on Broadway, and it's the same. Because I like to bring that up because people, performers, or just humans in general, you... You put so much worth into a thing, you know, yeah. whether that's a house, a car, a spouse, a job, things like that. Um, you make your debut and let's say, you know, you're, how long How long were you on Broadway with Kinky Boots? How long were you uh, Like you a know? year and a half. Okay, a year and a half. So you're in, let's say, a year into it, six months to go still what is Broadway then to you, you know, like just, just, uh, now everyone hear what I'm saying. It's an amazing accomplishment and it's an amazing, uh, platform and Broadway, you know, makes our community nationally. But a lot of the time we talk mental health here and just, Uh, keeping things in perspective. And I want this conversation for those of you that are chasing that Broadway dream to kind of just hear, you know, what Ross is saying a
0: little bit. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, like uh, your family thinks like, Oh, you're, you're just on stage for a living. It must be so exciting all the time. Uh, it, yes, it's different than working in an office, but you know, when you're doing a long successful run, it's a job, like you're going to do a job. Um, it's, it's not tour life. You know, it's you, there's some people that just show up and do the show and just leave and they make it, they make it just work. I I like to not do that. I'm kind of like the um, class clown, I guess (laughs) we were just on a Tina zoom actually. And people were all saying how, how I, they find it, uh, charming, but also terrifying that, Words just fall right out of my mouth. Like, I can't keep anything in. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's like the only job, you know, it's the only industry that I could get away with. Nothing, not inappropriate. Just like, you know, it's like, oh, uh, hey, you were late today, weren't you? It's like, to say that. I'm like, I don't know, I just had to say it.
3: <laughs> um, You're not afraid to call somebody out. I'm
0: then. not afraid to call people out. And uh, it's okay if people call me out. I think I'm pretty good at taking it. I'm the youngest of, of four boys, so I'm used to getting...
3: Ah, there we go. Yeah, give it
0: to me. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. That, it, it's you know it is it is a I love that people. I actually was never the type of kid that was like oh I can't wait to be on Broadway. I and I'm still not like really a theatery person like I don't really follow it that much and if you gave me a uh, music music history test I would fail it immediately. <laughs> I just know that I like to do it and I like to watch it. And I, more and more, I'm thinking i like to watch it more than do it.
3: Mm. So go back a little... I'm, now I'm even more curious. <laughs> go back to like your first gig as a professional. Did you study theater in college?
0: Yeah, I went to Point Park University.
3: Okay, so you go to Point Park, very close to my hometown of Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, yeah. In yeah. Pittsburgh there. Youngstown. Yeah, we, we have a lot of Point Park alum at... Go for the stage. Um, Okay. So if you're not, I can find, I can relate to a lot from what you're saying. Um, How did you find yourself going to school for theater? Then if you were just kind of, I don't want to say indifferent, but
0: I think I didn't have any other passion in high school. Like I wasn't like, Oh, I want to be a lawyer. or Oh, I want to be a pilot. Um, Either of those two things would have made my dad really happy because he he was, he ran UPS. So I could have, it, it would have been a great connection for me to be a pilot for the airline. Um, I don't know. It, it was just something that I knew I was good at, you know, like, uh, I love to sing. I think, I think in an in ideal world I would have been like a pop, you know, a pop star, like a country singer. But, and I always, I was never, I never wanted to do a play. I always thought just acting, just doing a play would be boring. Um, I always wanted to just sing and do musicals. I don't really know how. It's like when you really break it down, it's like if you had talked to your 16-year-old self, like how serious were you about the whole thing? I, I don't really know. I think it just kind of was like a tumbling effect. Yeah. I wasn't going to be a professional hockey player. I wasn't going to be a professional wrestler. Uh, you know, it's...
3: It uh, was well, either go to school for... Uh, general education your first year or two or go for theater
0: right so i just went to theater and i got scholarships so it's like you should probably do it yeah and the weird thing is which i always ask my mom and she never really has a good answer for it is i only applied to one school i actually went to emerson college in boston first um and i only applied to emerson it was like kind of risky and i don't really know why i did that um but I got in, I went there, and then I changed my mind and went to Point Park. But yeah, I, I guess it really was just like a kind of a tumbling effect. I'm just gonna keep doing this because it's fun and I, I guess e- not easy. Maybe like in a way, like
3: came naturally
0: to you. It came crazy. naturally, I guess. It's not easy, obviously. The cha- it's a challenging career, and it's it can be so terrible at times. But yeah, yeah,
3: it's a part of your DNA, though. Yep. Um okay so you're you're in Tina. I saw Tina, saw you in the show. The show is spectacular.
0: How'd you like that wig? My little uh wig.
3: <laughs> I think you should, you know, grow it out for real. Oh, yeah. you're, you're yeah. normal. <laughs> um man, it's a spectacular show and yeah. How, how, what does the role of Erwin Bach mean to you? Or like, what have you learned along the journey? Or like, just tell us a little bit about your Tina experience.
0: Yeah. Um, I've never played like a real person. So, and knowing that they're going to come see the show is like, all right, you do your homework. Like we, we actually, we got lucky. We had a, we had a lot of material. Like we had... We had some audio tapes of interviews with him that, you know, were only for us to hear and transcripts of conversations that he's had. Uh, He, so when he came, so he came to see the show and he's, he really is like this, like, uh, guardian, like of her, of Tina. He, he's like the most sweet person and he's always just kind of, around he's never she's never out of sight he always has like an arm on a hand on her shoulder or something so i didn't really get to talk to him because you know it was like the same night that oprah was there everybody was backstage i was like oh, i just want to talk to him but he just looked at me gave me a little thumbs up you know i was like oh god i did it <laughs> <laughs> um you know so he i only really come, that character only comes into the show in act two um and kind of like midway through maybe midway through act two. So it's kind of every scene I do, I'm running it like literally running into the scene. Um, at first I would do like, you know, try and do like 50 pushups in the wing. And then I get yelled at, like people are like, you can't be like in the wing, just doing pushups in like a suit and your wigs getting all messed up and people are going to trip on you. So (laughs) I figure out different ways to come in seeming winded. And, um, but there's no, like, there's no comparison to what Adrian's doing at night. It's just like it really is insane, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like you, you're like, oh, I'll never. You're always like, I'll I'll never get over the opening number of blah blah blah. But then like, or I'll never get over watching Casey Levy sing "Let It Go." But then like, you know, on a Saturday matinee, you're like, yeah, of course she's singing it. Like we got to do the show. But I'm in the wing every night, like at the end of the show, watching Adrian going, how the hell are you doing this? <laughs> she's just a beast. I, I don't even know how she trains. I don't even think. I don't even know if it's possible to train while doing the show. Um,
3: yeah, it's it is beyond physically demanding for sure. Yeah. Cool, Ross. Well, thanks so much for joining us. The <laughs> some of the points that we came across was like so eye opening to how life just takes us sometimes. You know, yeah. right? And I think we all can relate to that right now. That. Life is just taking us. And now it's just like, how will you respond? You know, what work will you put in? What people will you love? And we'll just go from there. So so, uh, happy and excited for your success. Can't wait for you guys to get back up on the stage. Yes, Um, Yeah, man. Thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Of course. Thanks for having me.
3: All right, guys, that'll do it with Ross Lekites from Tina the Musical. Thank you so much again for tuning in to Bill for the Stage podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, rate the podcast, and uh, check us out on Instagram at Bill for the Stage. You can check out Ross on his Instagram at Ross Lekites. Um, And uh, we're just excited for you guys to be here and be a part of the Bill for the Stage family. If you want to officially become a part of the Bill for the Stage family, Make sure to go to the website, GoForTheStage.com, and you can try out that free trial. Thanks again to Broadway Podcast Network for producing the podcast. We hope you all stay safe, stay well. It's me, Roscoe, signing off.